Do you have a great idea for a podcast but don't know where to start? You need to know about Anchor.fm. Anchor has created tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Add songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so we can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcast platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Best of all, it's completely free. So take the first step. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Mariah Report. I'm Martin Burgess. I'm Dan Enriquez. Today we're doing a special back, back in, time, in time, but a uh, tribute back in time. Yeah, but yeah, technically right? back in time. Yeah, we can call whatever we want. Yes, but yeah. we lost the great Aretha Franklin this week. Mm-hmm. So we decided that you know she's a big part of Mariah's life, and we know that a huge inspiration to yeah. Mariah and millions of others, musicians. And yes, anyone who's a singer. So, of course, we want to tribute Aretha. We love Aretha, too. Yes, honey. Yeah. A rose is still a rose. Uh-huh. You all better rock steady, baby. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Hello. <laughs> Iconic song. Yes. Anyways. I think everyone yes. I think everyone has grown up on Aretha, so we all know. Well, she's a legacy artist. One way or another. Yeah. So She's yeah. going to be, like, Mariah's going to have the same effect on people. People are going to start remembering the songs when they're growing up. Uh-huh. They're going to, like, remember that Aretha was always there, just like Mariah's exactly. always been there. Yes, that's how it is. Yeah. That's how it is. And so Mariah and Aretha had a great connection. They became very uh, good friends or friendly with one another because there was mutual respect. Yes. Um, And so that's why we're going to do this episode. And we're going to talk about moments. We're going to talk about things. And we have uh, an Aretha Franklin connoisseur. We do. um, Who is going to join us. Yes. And talk all things Aretha because we might know Mariah really well, uh-huh. but I can't I can't go far back on Aretha. I Me mean, too. I know the yeah. classics. <laughs> yeah. I'll be singing them. I'll be jamming out. Uh-huh. But like, I don't know. Aretha's story No, me you know either I mean? So we have to outsource Exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So welcome back to the show Friend to the show Andrew, Andrew Martone. Martone Hello everybody Hey, welcome back Andrew <laughs> You may remember Andrew He is a friend to the show He did our VH1's 1998 Divas Live Yeah, he joined us for that so, Again, because we needed someone Yeah Who knew a little bit more Which was also <laughs> Aretha Heavy, that episode Yeah, yeah. I mean, she Thanks was essentially the yes. headliner <laughs> Yeah. Of the of the ninety eight divas, yeah. so it's like you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he joined us for that, and now he's back, and he's going to give us all the Aretha tea that we have never known. Yeah, or had because we did a little pre show. I was like, "Girl, what?" Yeah. Oh, I had no idea. So uh-huh. we're going to learn some new things. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about some old moments, and it's going to be a fun time. Yeah. All in uh, tribute to Aretha. So Aretha passed away this weekend. I didn't really know she was that sick. Did you? Did she you, like the fans know? So I, I had a, I had a feeling that last year she started to look not well, and her final performance was at an AIDS benefit, an Elton John AIDS benefit in November here in Manhattan. Hmm. And when I saw the photos of her, I was I, I gasped because I looked at her and she just 
you know, she her weight had fluctuated over the years and she was really, really heavy for a while. And mm. then she lost a lot of the weight, which, again, was believed to have been in part because she had been ill. Mm. But then she had kind of leveled out and she was, you know, in a good spot weight wise. Mm-hmm. And she just looked so thin, but like not a healthy, you know, she looked gaunt and she looked mm-hmm. sickly and it was just very concerning. And then there were six shows scheduled this year. I had tickets to one of them on her birthday. And as each show approached, they were canceled hmm. and not rescheduled. Not a good Doctor's sign. Orders. And, and there have been moments where Aretha has been known, was known to, you know, eh, I'm not really feeling like doing this right now. So let's postpone the show and we'll do it in a couple months or things come up and can't do them. And when they were not rescheduled, it was a, a bit of a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, I took stock of that. I was, I was aware of it. I was con- cognizant of it. So, hmm. That so I, I like a couple months ago, even like they announced that Jennifer was going to play her in the biopic and Aretha didn't make a comment, which I thought was not even, you know, like get on the phone and make a comment, which very, very strange for her. Yeah. So I had a feeling something was you wrong. had more of, of a, an awareness of what was going on than the general something public. Was well, I, I mean, yeah. you know what I mean, you know, Aretha Franklin is my idol. So I'm keeping up with so what's you going follow on with her, her the way we follow mariah right. yeah so and we so, know every right. day there's something going <laughs> yeah. on exactly and so you know aretha, and we know where she is at all times yes. right. and aretha <laughs> is you know very private person and so she's able to she's very good at laying she's low, able to go was, out for a couple of weeks a couple of months and no one really have like you know right but after a while the silence became deafening mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i you know about two months ago i actually started writing the piece that i put up on est 1997 the day that she passed and it was like i it was very difficult for me but i was like i feel like i need to start writing this because mm. if this happens i'm not going to be able to do it that day. like i'm going to mm-hmm. be completely just out so i i had a feeling but you know it's still i mean i told you guys like i'm i'm a wreck i mean mm. i you know this, this is my idol so it she just was your everything she really i mean she really really was and for 20 years you know i've been a fan of her since i was barely eight years old and i'm 28 now mm-hmm. so you know for the last 20 years this woman has been my idol she's my it was my everything you know i you know started collecting you know first records i bought were aretha records first concert i went to was aretha franklin mm-hmm. you know i mean i'm very very fortunate to be from the greater new york city area where she visited often mm-hmm. and performed at annually to the point where you know i saw her live i think 13 times 12 oh, times wow. you know i'm very very fortunate very lucky and very grateful for that but you know it's still to think that there's not going to be another one is just you know, my heart, my, you know, they say, you know, your heart is heavy. And this is like one of those times when it's just there's such a weight. And it just I'm just I'm heartbroken. I, even though we knew, you know, doesn't make it any doesn't different. make it any yeah. easier. No, it, it just, doesn't make it, you know, and you got to yeah. you got to go through the pain, um, no, you and know, and you got to be around, you know, celebrate right. her and her legacy. Absolutely. And I've noticed people are celebrating now out in the oh, streets. Oh, yes. You hear everywhere. I just went to see a comedy show um, down at Joe's Pub in the East Village. And before the show, they, they were just playing Aretha songs. That's yeah. all they did. Oh, yeah. There's a big memorial at the Apollo Theater. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. At the all Beacon Theater. Oh, at the Beacon Theater, yeah. too. Yeah, I yes. saw that uh-huh. picture. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Everywhere, People I mean, are out there showing mm-hmm. that, you know, she she will not be forgotten. You know, Aretha has always been my idol and she's always been my favorite from the moment I heard her voice. And I guess I never I never really stopped to think that maybe I wasn't the only person who that had that effect on. You know, I knew that other people revered her and idolized her and many people did. But, you know, the left field 
tributes I've seen, you know, I was telling you guys, Chris Stapleton, whose music I don't know even slightly. I couldn't name you a single song I saw today, you know, video of him doing a cover of Aretha in tribute to her completely left field. I was watching Gene Simmons from Kiss Mm. talk about Aretha and the passion which he exuded as he spoke of her was jarring to me because that's how I talk. And I was, you know, all these left field, obviously seeing, you know, seeing people like Mariah or seeing, you know, Missy or seeing, you know, Mary or anybody in that realm is a given. But, you know, then even, I mean. Right. For people to sort of come out that you would never expect to, right. you know, have such, you know, admiration for her and things. Right. It, it is. But it's so profoundly affected yeah. by her is, you know, it just speaks to her magnitude and her place in history. Right. And her reach. And her reach. Right. I mean, and I say this, you know, like, don't throw me out for this, but I mean, Aretha Franklin was the greatest singer of all time. We're not, we're not, we're not arguing. Judge, we're yeah. not gonna I was going to say, I know I mean, we're not going to, I know Mariah you guys would argue with me it, about it, but I mean, I can't deny it. Uh-huh. I, mean, I do not think that there is a greater singer than Aretha. No, I mean, one of Aretha's special things is she really could. And I think Mariah sort of, you know, takes this on a little bit. She reaches through like genres mm-hmm. and yeah. generations. Mm-hmm. You know, Aretha was one of the first to do that. And I think, you know, Mariah was inspired by that. Absolutely. And that's why she is able to put, and you know, also because both ladies were and are like great musicians. They have music in them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think they can sort of touch everybody across the board in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was one of Aretha's greatest gifts. Absolutely. You know? And we know that Aretha mentored Mariah, telling her how to look after her voice, like mm-hmm. what to mm-hmm. do, what conditions to sing in. Mm-hmm. So th- we know that there's that, that love yeah. for each other. There really is. Now, Andrew, let's go back a little, little further, little years and years ago. And cause you say she's your idol. You discovered her. You were eight years old. What was one of the first memories you have about Aretha hearing her music? Like, did your parents like listen to her? You know what? Like, what was that moment? It's, it's funny because I don't remember hearing her until that first time. And maybe it was just a matter of it was, I was in the car with my dad and he just, and I, I've never asked him why he did this and I don't know whether or not he remembers it or not, but I, I don't remember. It was either respect or I never loved a man was what he put on. And he said, here, listen to this. I want you to listen to this and tell me what you think. And it was just immediately, I was just, it was just immediate Mm -hmm. in that moment. I heard, you know, I just heard her and it was just that, that was it. Uh-huh. That was it, and that was sold, and it's okay. This is my idol now. And little right. baby Andrew was like, "This is, <laughs> it. This is it. This it's, is it." Right? Because I remember <laughs> them playing. You know, my I grew up listening to my parents would listen to. Um, they, my mom loves the Stones, so listen to the Stones, uh-huh. yeah. the Doors, um, the Police, and Sting solo stuff. Sade. I remember all those things being on, but never really took a. And granted, I love all of that stuff now, but never really took an interest. But like, I was taken with Aretha just from the first moment. Yeah, I think that, that happens it. with everyone. I, I'm trying to think of when Aretha first came into my like vernacular, and I'm thinking it either had to be that George. Michael duet mm-hmm. or I was thinking the other day like I'm from Chicago and they filmed the Blues Brothers in Chicago oh. and so like mm-hmm. the Blues Brothers movie was really big and I'm yeah. thinking maybe that was the first time because she like plays a waitress or something yeah uh-huh. she's, uh, um, she's one of the uh, guy's wives or she or, plays a she, yeah, she yeah. owns the she's in the diner. she does like Cafe. the she yeah, does yeah. like the the she number yeah yeah and in, in the thing and I think maybe that may be the first time I remember seeing her yeah, yeah. for me um 
it was Forrest Gump was huge. Remember Forrest, the soundtrack got really big oh, in the yeah. 60s. Oh, music yeah. was I back was like, in. okay, right, right. We had the soundtrack. Everybody was jamming out to that. And respect is what stood out on that yeah. soundtrack. It's like, mm. what is this? This is a jam. That is a jam. And that's how my Aretha door opened up. There you go. And once, once that door is open for you, like... Anyone who would turn away from that is like, okay, well, you must not like music at all. You, uh-huh. must not, you don't get you it. You don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, and I think, I mean, she's had so many songs cover, like, every, I mean, so many songs. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, Andrew, what is your favorite Aretha song? <laughs> I mean, I could pick a couple, question. but, like, you as a long time, like, what would what would be? So I always said that Don't Play That Song is my favorite, and that's, I love that piano part. I actually tracked down the sheet music from the 70s and have it. Perfect segue. I was we're just going to talk gonna about. Say, I was going to jump on that segue wagon <laughs> we too. Pick the better song, but uh, because Mariah covered that song really early. But where is that song? What album was that from? That song. It was the lead single and opening track to "Spirit in the Dark," which was okay. 1970. Oh, so the year Mariah was born. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Right. yeah. Interesting. We didn't even we didn't even plan that. Look, yeah, Look at that. So don't play that song from that album. Was there any other songs from that album that we would be familiar with? Uh, like the general well, Spirit public. in the Dark itself is that and that's one that she wrote. That one was big. She performed it a lot, especially back then. It was a big one that she performed. Um, but that was the those are the two big ones. And then there's a cover of B.B. King's The Thrill is Gone on there, which is magnanimous. I mean, the woman <laughs> Aretha Frankel didn't cover songs. She took them like Mariah does. Uh, yeah, she, <laughs> she takes them and makes them her own. I mean, it was I mean, you know, the the story goes that when Jerry Wexler played Otis Redding, Aretha's version of Respect, he just listened to it and shook his head and just went, that girl took that song from me. She uh-huh. took the song yeah. from me. She it's stole gone. it from me. It's gone. It's gone. I mean, and that's that's she did it with basically every song she covered. It was like, no, this is Aretha's now. I mean, even I said a little prayer. Dionne Warwick did it first. Uh-huh. Right. You can go around the corner. Which version do you think you? I mean, obviously now you're gonna hear Aretha's, but mm. you're not gonna hear Dionne saying you're gonna hear the Aretha version. Uh, okay, but let's go back to "Don't Play That Song for Me" because us as Mariah fans, we know that from the little uh, home video. Well, it's basically the first vision. I, the first vision. I was trying to remember the name. I was like, oh, was oh, that I don't, in the first vision? Yes, that's, that's in the first that vision. Because that was the showcase. Yeah, yeah, the showcase. But that was filmed, and nobody ever saw that unless no. you had the home video. Well, and then at some point, it because I remember getting my hands on... A bootleg, like, it's almost like a promo DVD of it. No, not, because I never, I could never track down, I mean, I saw it online, but I never wanted to buy it online, but I got that... I got Don't Play That Song For Me on, okay, 
bear with me. This is going to take you back. But um, uh-huh. it was either Morpheus. It was probably Morpheus. I got it on. Was that what downloading? Is that? It was one of the downloading. Oh, like okay. Morpheus um, or Kazaa. Oh, I remember that one. Yep. And so it was, okay. I, I got the audio of it on one of those two. Uh-huh. And, and then I've had what, the audio what do you it. remember from Martin? I got, um, it's a DVD of the showcase. Just the showcase. There's no interview with it? No, it's just the concert. So that's but is the, it just that's the concert? The it's like it is edited together from the home video? No. Or is it raw I have, footage? It's raw footage. I have the of raw the whole professional, thing. yeah. Uh-huh. And you have you're gonna have to show audio. me this because I don't oh, I don't feel like in, that's it's in my vault in Australia. Safe. Okay, well I know you're traveling soon. <laughs> I'll go so pick it up. Come, go and bring come it back. get it. Yeah, because I've never I, seen the whole. I've seen, I never I saw the, the whole thing either. I have the audio though. I don't know if you guys the audio. I found. I it think online I have the audio as well. I remember it just from the home video. So whenever whenever that home video, the first vision was released, that's yeah. when I first saw it. Oh, okay. Because I had the, the VHS tape, girl. Just the yeah. one, but it was just that song. On no, the it was video. the whole thing. The whole yeah. showcase. The whole, well, there's a, yeah, no, there's all show, the songs, you, oh, okay. but it's cut right. with interviews of Mariah yeah. and, and like oh. behind the scenes. It was a promotional vehicle. Got it. But it wasn't promotional. Like, you could buy it. In the store. In the, the store. First well, no, yeah. that's what, no, I mean a promotional in terms of like a way to help like purchasable but like it was a uh, you right, know like her album was out already yeah. even though she filmed this this showcase showcase was for before. label folk, i believe yes yeah, it, it was that's why it's it, for label that was the first time anyone saw it right. on the home video right 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 but and now was that the only time she sang that song yes it's the only time right wow. uh, well no, the way that she she frames it as i was doing a couple of showcases and i needed to add another so there might have been done more than once this last song was originally recorded by the incomparable Aretha Franklin. I was doing some showcases with just uh, piano and, and background singers, and I needed an extra song, so I added Don't Play That Song For Me by Aretha Franklin. And it's like I do it in, in concert, and I say to the people, this is by originally recorded by the incomparable Aretha Franklin, you know, and I just say it so they know. I don't think I'm even coming close to the way Aretha sang this, but this is my tribute to her. They do a little bit of it in the SNL rehearsal, I believe, as well. Yes, they do. You're right. I don't right, think she right. really sings it. I think one of I the, think backup the backup singers, singers really do. sing it. Yeah, but that was it was so it was probably done more than once. Uh huh. Because I, I think the the showcase that we're we're all talking about, I think it was actually done in like two or three cities, like the major cities: New York, right, L.A. New York showcase, <laughs> yes, <laughs> right. But it was just for like the label people, and then they filmed one of them. I think the New York one, and yeah. that's what ended up on the home video. Right, right. Okay. So all of that was sort of happening around then, and then I think that's the only time that she would be performing it. Like she's not on the set list for like anything else. Right. You know what I mean? Or albums. Right. Uh huh. Correct. Now let's talk about how Mariah killed that. And we were just talking about how when Aretha does a song or a cover of a song, like it's her own. And for the longest time, even though Mariah introduces that song is like, this is like a Mariah, uh, an Aretha song. And I could never even come close to doing it her way. The way that Mariah sings that song to me, I'm like, girl, mm-hmm. this is the version, honey. <laughs> yeah. The version.
does it for me because I'm a Mariah girl. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm on your, I'm in your bed. I know, yeah. but we're just saying. <laughs> I'm sure Mariah would disagree with Martin and I. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm just sitting here smiling and nodding and saying uh-huh. anything for good reason. Picking shoes in my back. I will also say, if we go back to American Idol season one, Kelly Clarkson did that song, mm-hmm. and she did it the way Mariah did it. Mm. So I'm just saying, like, you know, through Mariah, Aretha was even reaching, even though Kelly Clarkson obviously loves and listens to Aretha, but, like, the younger generation. Yeah. Because I'm sure that Kelly Clarkson had that first vision VHS. Uh And she was in her bedroom with her microphone singing. Yeah. Or her hairbrush. You know what's interesting is that when Mariah did the cover of Aretha's song, she didn't try to mimic her. She made it her own version right, of it. Right, Because look at how when Ariana was kind of coming up, she covered emotions, but mimicked it. She didn't, like, make it an Ariana song. Right. She brought nothing new to it. Exactly. There was no... There was none of her personality or her stylings uh-huh. put into it. Uh-huh. And that's what, you know, Aretha would do with new... Like, it, she, like, breathes it in. Right. And then exhales it all for us, and it's like a whole new thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Exactly. That's how you got to cover songs. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, what's the point? Which is what Aretha does. She'll take someone else's song and put her stylings on it, and now it's a whole new thing. Yeah. Well, and that's, I mean, if you listen, if you've ever heard the Otis Redding version of Respect, it's very, very different, even in terms of the tempo and in terms of, you know, it's completely, completely different from what, I mean, there's no spelling of the word in it either. Mm. You know, she, that was Aretha. Oh. So, you know, she came up with that whole thing. And that's, you know, she doesn't get, I feel like, Aretha gets credit as a singer, obviously. Mm. Question: She doesn't get credit as an arranger because she had an impeccable ear for arrangement, especially mm-hmm. vocal arrangement. And she does not get her credit as a piano player because Aretha was a brilliant, absolutely brilliant piano player who was self-taught, mm-hmm. played by ear, mm. and could not read music. Well, to be self-taught, like on self-taught that. Self-taught is, I mean, I play piano. I mean, the piano is not an easy instrument to play. And so to play with the just ability. Just ear, you know. Yeah, just, just to be hearing. able to hear, to hear something and be able to sit down at the piano and imitate it. Like, I mean, I've been able, there have been moments where I've been able to do that once or twice. But to have that be the way that you learned how to play. Mm. I mean, that, if that's not genius, I don't know what is. I mean, it it's, once again speaks to the brilliance uh, yeah. of Aretha. Like, not very many people can do that. No. Not, not only all. that, but to have that self-taught skill. I was just watching um, Nightline, or 2020 did a, um, a feature on Aretha, and they talked about how she ended up, towards the end of her life, taking classical music lessons from a Juilliard teacher. She did. So she took her, her self-taught skill and then... Jumped into classical. Yeah, and added more. I mean, because... So the, and she was just as eager yeah. to learn, and she was But like, could do it. Yeah. She could transfer that. Well, and the very last video of her that I've seen to date, her granddaughter posted a video of her from March, mm. and it's the last. It's a little dark, and it's a little grainy, and it's, I guess they have that filter now where you can make it look like an old VHS tape or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's got that over it, but she's sitting there at the piano, and she's playing um, very, very lightly uh, Nessun Dorma, the Oh, opera song yeah mm-hmm. and i'd never have seen her actually sit and play i had never seen her play piano while singing that i saw her sing it live quite a few times mm. um but i'd never saw her at the piano doing it but it was just very you know there's she had a style to her piano playing there mm-hmm. was something stylistic that i haven't been able to properly articulate yet but there was just a just a style that she had that's when i'm playing is gospel to me compared to 
the gospel to me has a lot more movement to it and a lot more of what I feel is so. A lot more feeling. It says more than this. This is yeah. All through the beginning of Mariah's career, we would all, she would always be asked as like this young, brand new girl, who's your favorite singer? Mm-hmm. And Mariah would always say Aretha, mm-hmm. Aretha, 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 and Stevie, in every, in, in, Stevie uh-huh. in every interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, still to this day, she does as well. Well, I have a brother and sister who are nine and ten years older than me, and we're always listening to Stevie Wonder or Aretha or Gladys Knight or, you know, some great soul singer, and that's just what I listened to, and that's what I loved, and that's the music that, you know, I gravitated towards. The world has idolized Aretha Franklin. Whether singers know that they're influenced by her or not, they are. Mm -hmm. Any female singer singing any type of R&B music is influenced by her, whether they're via somebody else or just her. So we know that, like, Mariah had this admiration, like, more so than the general person or, you know, the, you know, Paula Abdul's next door, because there was such an influence. And even Mariah, when she had posted on her Instagram or Twitter or social media about how she was inspired from Aretha because Aretha taught her you could sing whatever you wanted to sing and you could take God with you. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's one of the reasons why Mariah started liking Aretha and that style of music because Aretha was amazing in the gospel mm-hmm. and Mariah loved the gospel. Mm-hmm. Well, and she never, you know, the thing with Aretha that was so magnanimous is that one, she managed to cross from this, um, from the spiritual world of music to the secular world seamlessly, so to speak. I mean, there were, you know, you had people like Sam Cooke recorded some of his first records under a different name because he was afraid of and then received a significant amount of backlash for crossing over. Ray Charles received a significant amount of backlash for crossing over. But for some reason, when Aretha did it, she was embraced. And part of that, you know, her father was one of the most well-known pastors in the Baptist church. So that definitely helped. But also, you know, she just she had the gospel in her at all times. You know, that's part of what part of what made Aretha so significant is that she helped blaze the trail for creating the soul music that we know is gospel influenced. And that is, you know, that is a crucial piece of her legacy because there was, you know, she would always say, you know, people would ask her about, you know, what it's like, you know, when you're singing spiritual versus secular. And she's like, you know, church is always with me. I never left the church. I took the church with me everywhere. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, in 72 when she, put out after you know she becomes big in 67 and you know has this just immaculate string of hits and albums that are now considered blueprints for soul music and then in 72 she's like you know what we're gonna go back to church and goes and does amazing grace which is by the way her greatest selling album and i think the best-selling gospel live gospel album of all time as well and you know does this double lp of her singing gospel music in the church but it's it's magnanimous because she brings her band with her to record this album. So it's not even like she's doing, you know, it's not even like she just went straight up and went back to gospel. Like she, it's, it's coming full circle. It's she's influenced by the church and goes into secular music and brings that with her and then goes back and brings some of the secular that she's taken with her. And, you know, uh, to, speak to exactly what it is that she did on that album. There's a mashup of Precious Lord, which was the song, um, one of the first songs she ever 
was recorded singing at the age of 14. Hmm. And it's a mashup of Precious Lord and Carol King's You've Got a Friend. And she starts singing it, and as she's about to go into the hook, she goes back into Precious Lord, and she just straddles the two throughout this, you know, six-minute rendition. There's also a brilliant cover of Marvin Gaye's Holy Holy on there. I always always say that I think that her best singing is on that album. Like, vocally, if you want to hear Aretha sound her absolute best vocally, you listen to Amazing Grace. There are riffs and stuff there that shake you to the core. I, I listen to them, and it just... You're just shaken by the hair stands up. And it's a live album. It was recorded live in a church in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. I wonder what Mariah thinks of that album. I think that that's... Someone should ask her. I'm sure it's like (laughs) in her... Well, what she said is, you know, being able to bring God with me wherever I went. I think that that is one of... I think that that is probably what should... Like, I saw that and I said to myself, she's talking about Amazing Grace. Yeah, I bet it is. I bet it is. Now, in the same statement... Like, Mariah mentions that Aretha taught her that she can sing the music that she wants to sing. Mariah Mm -hmm. can sing those songs. That's it. Watching the 2020 special, I didn't realize that Aretha had a similar experience to Mariah where the record label was forcing her to, like, have a particular style. Right, because she was with um, Columbia Columbia Records first. Yeah, Yeah, she was with... And and a lot of people don't realize that. And it's, again, it's big when you come to this because this could never, ever happen in today's music industry. But Aretha Franklin signed to Columbia Records in 1960 and was signed there until 1966. She put out 10 albums on that label and didn't really achieve the success that she would go on to achieve and that everyone knew she could achieve because but they, they were, were trying to like shape her almost they were like trying they were doing to, to Mariah right Korea. they were trying to turn her into you know a kind of like jazzy pop like jazzy type of a singer uh-huh. and it just wasn't the right fit for her it just didn't sit well and so then when she left Columbia after having no hits because Aretha wanted hits yeah you know she's famously quoted saying you know we wanted hits we weren't getting the hits she left Columbia and went to Atlantic Records and signed with Jerry Wexler, who was the, I think he was the VP of the label, and he was also the producer who produced some of those, many of those iconic songs. He he had been watching Aretha. He had that first, the first gospel album that came out when she was 14. Um, and he was just like, I know what she, I know what Aretha needs to be successful. Hmm. She just needs to sit down at the piano and play, and that's really how it's, I mean, the first single from her Atlantic years is I never loved a man the way I love you. And it was her first million seller. Mm, and it was there her you first have hit. it. Mm-hmm. There you have it. You got to let the people with the music in them do what they need. And then it will connect right. with the people. Yeah. It was just let her sit down at the piano, let her play. Now you were saying her first big hit with Arista Records was... Atlantic. Or Atlantic. Sorry. I don't know. <laughs> That's why you're here to correct me. <laughs> um, but... Let's fast forward and go through the timeline, because when did then Chain of Fools come up? 
Shane Fools was the next year. Was the following so was, year. Yeah, so it was... No, you know what? So it was... I'm sorry. So it was I Never Loved a Man, Aretha Arrives, which had Baby I Love You, Lady Soul, which has Chain of Fools, Since You Be Gone, Ain't No Way, which, by the way, I believe is a, an LGBT anthem because her sister, who was gay, wrote it. And if you read those lyrics oh, back, it's like... Oh, she had a gay sister? Girl. Carol, yeah, her baby sister, Carolyn, was gay. Oh, wow. It I wasn't a highly publicized thing because this was the 60s and, and the Carolyn church died and... in the 80s, so... Oh, re- oh. It wasn't, yeah. Aretha was the last sibling, and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm jumping around. Aretha was the last sibling standing. She was one of four with her parents, um, with both of her parents. She had a half-brother who was older, but she was the last one standing. Her sister and brother, one of her sisters and brother both died very near to each other in the late 80s. Yeah. And then her other sister died in 2002. So anyway, circling back. So if you go go read the lyrics, like everyone who's listening, go read the lyrics of Ain't No Way and keep in mind the the complicated relationships we um, LGBT folk have with our straight counterparts and those or those who are not as Woke. open. And because, yeah. uh, right, I mean, right. you know, the whole song is Ain't No Way for Me to Love You If You Won't Let Me. Uh-huh. Right. And I know of that song. Again, I'm not well versed in, you know, her discography, but I remember that song because I think on like a Spotify playlist mm-hmm. or something like that, or just like something that Mariah had curated of some of her favorite yes. songs. Mm-hmm. And that was on it. And I was like, oh, I've never heard this Aretha song before. Oh God, that and so song is, I played it and I was ones. like, all right, all right. But I never looked at it in that way. No. And it, you know what? It took me because I didn't know that her sister was gay until... There's a book that, okay, so that famous Aretha interview with the Wall Street Journal where we got all those, you know, we got gowns, beautiful gowns. The shouty, shady got, moments. Right. She, you know, the book came out, and this is, I mean, this is taste. So the, the man who wrote the book, David Ritz, is one of the most famous and well-respected biographers of rock and roll, so to speak. Uh-huh. He did, he co-wrote Sexual Healing with Marvin Gaye. He was working on Marvin Gaye's autobiography, which he turned into a biography after Marvin died. And I mean, he did everybody's autobiographies. Etta James's is brilliant. He did Jerry Wexler's and he did Aretha's autobiography with Aretha. Uh-huh. But then he did this book and the stories are night and day. What's the book that he was writing? What's it called? So the book that he, the biography is called Respect to the Life of Aretha Franklin. Her autobiography is called Aretha from These Roots. Right, that's the, the one I I know. I never read it, but I know that, that one. And so that came out in 99, and Respect came out in 2014. Oh, okay. Or 15. Mm. So that's the But the stories are night and, and day. In and what you way? you think the, the more recent one is more I mean, truthful? It's Aretha, and I, I want to choose my words very carefully here as to be respectful, but Aretha liked to tell the story that she wanted to tell. And it wasn't always, I don't want to say it wasn't always the truth, but she had a way of glossing over things. Right. I mean, this is, you know, private person. I mean, very, very private person. And that's all because an interview, I didn't realize this until this weekend. She was the first black female entertainer on the cover of time magazine in 68. Mm. And that story in that story it is mentioned that her husband at the time, Ted White, roughed her up. And mm. that was the singular thing that completely put her off to all press. All mm. press and right. the but, media and all of that kind of stuff. Right. And so, you know, I mean, we all like to gloss over certain things. But Aretha, I mean, she was so private that she really glossed over and was able to as well. And I don't say that in a in a offensive manner, but you know, because she was so private, it was easier for her to gloss over things that 
you know, may have been considered, I mean, were considered salacious. You know, this is a woman who had two children by two different men at the age of 16, the preacher's daughter. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And left those children with her grandmother while she pursued her career. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, these are things that people, you know, you say it like that and it sounds so horrible. And not to say that there is, it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's just not, you know, she didn't discuss that. You know, she never named who those boys' fathers were. Mm-hmm. Ever, ever, ever. The names are in the book that he wrote, the biography. Uh, okay, you know, so he, he was just saying the things that she wasn't going to say. He said, ever, and he also had extensively interviewed all of her siblings, which are gone now, but all of her siblings, which are gone now. And there's extensive interviews with all of them, which is jarring. And then um, family members who are alive, too, who can confirm these stories. And, you know, it's I mean, the one thing is that I feel like it doesn't it doesn't properly highlight her as a humorous person, which is the one thing that I've been hearing. So much. and I knew she was funny. I mean, hmm. she could, you know, she used to crack jokes at concerts. She would tell jokes at concerts, too. But her humor doesn't come through in that. You know, there's a you know, it presents her as a as an insecure, cold type of a person and that, that not entirely but that's a you know whereas the autobiography just presents her as the lady next door mm. which is what she liked to think she was and i believe that she was you know even like i watched the video that i was just talking about that her granddaughter put up of her playing the piano and singing in march and there's a warmness to like she looks at the camera and just goes moi to her granddaughter who's filming it who giggles and it's like there's a warmness there that you mm-hmm. can't fabricate mm-hmm. and so that you know, I feel like that doesn't come through a lot in this book. It's a, you know, it's a, it's a portrayal. Well, it seems like she's almost like Mariah when she's in the media, in the public space. She kind of creates a character. A little, I mean, I just think that she just kind of, you know, tries to be as far away from it as she can. And when she's there, she's got, she's guarded. Well, she also seems like if you're having an interview with her, don't fuck with her. Like no, she, don't even... She has that presence about her, like, all right, I'm not going to push these buttons. Well, right, I mean, that's, you know, they ask her, you know, the guy starts to mention the book even in that interview, and she just goes, lies, lies, and more lies. Uh-huh. It's pure trash. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And she's done, you know... He knows, too, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, she <laughs> I mean, she was an authority. Uh-huh. You know, it was, you didn't... I mean, if she looked at you a certain way, you didn't, because that's the... She demand. I mean, you know, this is a woman who literally and figuratively demanded respect, and she got it. Yeah, it was Miss Franklin uh-huh. until you were told otherwise. You call her Aretha. No, it's Miss Franklin. It's like, yes, Miss Franklin. Of course. Why would I even think to call you anything other than that? You know, to call you by your first name when I don't even know you that well. Mm-hmm. How disrespectful. You, you know, that would. That's what you know. Aretha commanded that respect. You know, mm-hmm. long before Lauren. You know, that's. I feel like that's something that Lauren Hill got from her. Where it's like, no, it's not Lauren. It's Miss Hill. Uh huh. And you know, commanding that type of respect, command the respect that you, you know, that you uh, deserve. Yeah. Right, and, and you will get it. And that's so interesting that you're bringing that up because I remember when they were doing Chain of Fools at the very end of the song, where I was like Aretha, you know, Queen of Soul, and Aretha at the end says Miss Carrie uh-huh. and then she says Mariah, Mariah yeah. so, uh-huh. so she gives that respect to others she does as that she would want on her own as well mm-hmm. you know and yes. this just goes to show she can have all kinds of different facets or aspects of her personality whether she you know is funny she's authoritative she's diva-ish she's all these things but she's respectful as well and she's not going to ask nothing from nobody that she's not willing to give as well mm-hmm. exactly and that again is why she's the queen exactly and lovable. And, oh, yeah. Right, and likable. And a role model. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Absolutely. 
we love that. I love everything about that. Also, that performance of Chain of Fools, you sort of see, you know, uh, a little bit of her, you know, funnier or comedic or like stage mm-hmm. presence come out when she's getting all sexy yeah. and uh-huh. all doing her body roll. And I was like, all right, Mama Aretha. Uh-huh, all uh-huh, right. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I mean, she's, she's having fun and she's I mean, really she was enjoying a herself. Performer. You know, like I was yeah. saying before, too, back in the 70s, just for laughs, she used to do a whole impressions medley in the middle of her show. And she would do Diana and she would do Gladys and she would do Mavis. And it was just like, okay, it was just like, you know, and she had like, it's so funny. Like she has this pink boa thing that she does when she's doing Ain't No Mountain High Enough. And, you know, like imitating Diana and imitating them not only like visibly, but vocally. Yeah. I mean, the Gladys one is wild to hear her like do do Gladys, basically. It's so, it's hysterical. It shows that she has a sense of humor. She and does. she's not, you know, taking everything so seriously, even though when it's time for business, it's time for business. Yeah. I yeah. think that's something that Mariah also gets from her, you know, that we see is, you know, Mariah likes to keep it lighthearted and fun. And yeah. she's mm-hmm. in on the joke. Uh-huh. She gets it. Everyone wants to paint her as they do, especially in the more recent years of Aretha as being like, you know, this diva who doesn't, you know, want to like show respect for anybody or like, you know, is shady here and shady there. Yes, but that's all in fun as well. You know, you're you're a performer, whether you're on the stage or sitting in front of a journalist for a magazine, you want to give them something. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if you're sitting there and and you got no personality. And you're saying, good singer. I like that. That's right. good. Very nice. It's not no fun. No one wants to hear no that. No one cares. Nobody yeah. cares. Uh-huh. So people, you know, they take these things that, you know, they see celebrities do and they just run with them. And then all of a sudden they're now painted as that person. Right. And it's just, it's unfair because, you know, then you're like tied into a box of like what you, what you are perceived as. But I think for Aretha, like those shady comments about Taylor Swift has beautiful gowns and passing a Nicki Minaj. I don't think God, it hurt her work. image. It was like, no, not at all. Oh, no, but, they, you know, like, that, people yeah, run yeah. with it as her being like this shady, you know, bitchy woman. And uh-huh. it's, that's not the, she's being very nice. Yes. with Those comments. Uh-huh. I mean, <laughs> yes, very nice. Yes. says nothing but a word. <laughs> It's kind of similar to Mariah's I don't know her comment. Like yeah. it was just there and then all of a sudden it, people took it and, and it grew and, and it became grew, a thing. And it becomes this just, just like Aretha's shade. Like, like it's there. If you want to last in the business for as long as someone like Mariah or even Aretha who uh-huh. was 50 some years. Is that so? For, I mean, first recording 56 signed to the label in 60. So 58 years, wow. 58 years. You got to know how to be playful mm-hmm. with the press and also have your guard up as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the juggle that you have to play with and Mariah does it everybody does it everyone who's smart and has a long-term career does it because that's what you have to do yeah but I feel like the general public because they are you know blinded to Hollywood they don't see that that's what's actually happening Uh uh-huh oh yeah it's like looking behind the curtain in the Wizard of Oz Uh oh this is what it is Mm -hmm. okay we didn't talk about this earlier but Mariah and Carol King worked together for Uh uh-huh if it's over if it's over on the emotions album how often, how many songs did Carole King and Aretha do together? It was, was just the one? Well, Natural Woman was the one written for her, but there's at least one other song, and I forget the title of it. I was just looking at credits last night that she sang of, like, I mean, and she also has sang You Got a Friend during Amazing Grace, and also they did Tapestry Revisited in the mid-90s, and Aretha sang You've Got a Friend with BB and CC Winans. And I oh. think... I believe that's it. Okay. I believe. So there's so we got a, that connection. There's there. that yes. whole connection going on with that. Let's fast forward to Mariah at Diva's Live singing those songs. Right. Natural Woman. Natural Woman. 
and and Carol King is there, there. as well, uh-huh. so it's almost like a full circle reconnection with Mariah and Carol King. Yeah, because if it's over, what a beautiful song. Uh huh. Mariah didn't perform it there, but still, you can't think of like you know Mariah and Carol and not think of if it's over. Well, now Mariah singing Aretha songs was one thing, but it went the other way around. We had Aretha singing Mariah songs a couple of times. Ah, uh, yes. Yes, let's talk about that. Uh-huh. Which one do you want to start uh, with? <laughs> let's start with the big one. <laughs> What's the big one? Hero. I think they're both big. Now, why did she sing? Why did Aretha sing Hero? She was paying tribute to um, Andrew. What's What was it? it was she was a, paying tribute to Jesse Jackson. Jesse Jackson. At, I believe it was the 1994 Essence Awards.
to go back to a moment at the, the Divas Live mm-hmm. that, like, I sort of, like, now looking at it, it looks really, um, like, oh, my God, it's almost like we know that Aretha loves Mariah already because she brought her out on stage and they did the duet and what everything. Mm. But when they're all up there mm. at the end mm. and they start singing, um, you know, the big gospel number and, you know, uh-huh. Celine no, no. is over Aretha there. Aretha breaks into the big gospel number right. that was not even planned for the show. Right. But, but clearly rehearsed because she just turns around and goes, all right, take it on home. And they go. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, 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 I mean, popped. That's their, their, that's their, that's what they do on a nightly basis. But mm. at one point, as everyone else is like fluttering around the stage, trying to like show off, you know, Mariah's over towards the backup singers. And I Aretha comes over and sort of puts her arm around Mariah and like, sees, let's sing, girl. Like, well, she sees you're the singing. only one who's yes, going like, to yes. do anything here. So it's almost like she was almost like saying, like, come out into the forefront. Like, uh-huh. stop hiding back there. Because like she was like, co- she was like, come here. here for a minute, sweetie. Like, I got you. Yeah. You know, a come cute here. Thing. Come, like, the credits are Jesus. rolling. So like, you know, blah, blah, blah. But like, you can see that Aretha sort of acknowledges Mariah again, saying like, girl. Yeah. Well, they clearly on. must have had some type of talk about God beforehand when they were, you know. Oh, I'm sure. Know, and we sat in the trailer and talked a little girl talk and laughed. We had fun. <laughs> I love that we know every word for word. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the diva. I've been studying. I mean, I've been listening to that for years, 20 years. 20 years, as have I, obviously. It's it was it's such a magical event that whole entire night. And to have them all there, mm-hmm. uh, it was I will never be recreated. Uh-uh. Never no. be recreated. Absolutely not. And that was in 1998. Now, that was also the year that um, uh, she Aretha was releasing Rose is Still a Rose. Yes, that's why she was on the show. It yes. was she was. And that's like I was saying to you guys before it. You know, me becoming a fan in that year was the, you know, greatest stroke of luck in the world because she was so present in that year. So every time she did something, my parents, you know, popped the VHS in and taped it for me. So that's, you know, how I saw that. She was on uh, on Regis and Kathy Lee. I have that video. She was on Rosie. I have that video. But there have been many, many times that Mariah and Aretha have been at at the same places together, mm-hmm. maybe not performing together, but always sort of running into each other, like the BET honors, mm-hmm. uh, where Mariah was honored or even the white house Christmas tree lighting, lighting. Yeah. They mm-hmm. both performed separately. Where else have they been that we're not well, you know thinking what? I, of? Actually, I was just rewatching cause I'm rewatching everything Aretha now. And also a lot of gems are starting to bubble up, which is, things that I've been looking for for years are suddenly just readily available. But I was watching an interview where she talks about Mariah a little bit for a minute or two. It's one of the ones it's been out there. It's one of the ones from, um, right around idol uh-huh. before okay. idol, um, started and they were, you know, had announced that Mariah was one of the judges and Aretha wanted to be a judge. Uh huh. Um, and she talks about Mariah and she was like, yeah, you know, I, I think Mariah will be a good fit. I like, I like Mariah. She's a very gracious girl. We met, many years ago at the Grammys and she came up to me and introduced herself to me and very, very gracious. And that's what she said about it. So I guess that was when they first, I guess it was like in the, the early, early Grammys, like early nineties. I'm trying to think what it might've been 90 actually. Because the I first think Aretha one, right? performed at that year's Grammys. I feel like I didn't know that story. Mariah yeah. did. They was like, yeah, Mariah met Aretha for the first time there. 
Yeah. Right. But you, you know, and then, but that just being gracious carries with you it for does. so long. So I'm sure the next time Aretha saw her, um, or you, uh, even if it had been years and 1998 divas was the next time they saw each other, she remembered and she was like, girl, let's get Gratitude together. Gratitude goes you know a long I mean? way. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you remember you know? when people are really good to you and when people are really bad to you. Right. And so, you know, if you're that sort of gracious, it's going to stick, especially someone like Aretha who is all about respect. That's mm-hmm. going Absolutely. to stick with her. That this is someone who was extremely, extremely respectful to me. Yeah. And, you know, and it goes hand in hand. You know, the two women, they they are the same in so many, so many ways. Same but different. They're not, same they're, but they're different. Not, they're not competing. Exactly. Oh, there would be no, no. Mariah so many times has said, you know, without, I mean, don't even put me. Uh-huh. In the category yeah. with Aretha Franklin, like, don't even try it. I remember Mariah saying, like, with the divas, I think we mentioned it a little bit earlier, but she was, you know, you're not going to stand there and try to riff with the queen of, queen of soul. Uh-huh. You revere her <laughs> yeah. and stand in the back like I was. Yeah, exactly. With the background singers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Where one belongs. Yeah. Uh, but it just goes that there is so much mutual respect between those two women. Mm-hmm. Well, let's right. talk about the second time Aretha covered Mariah. Oh, yes, we forgot that. <laughs> yes. Let me tell you, I'm <laughs> to this day so angry because I had seen her a couple months beforehand. No, Aretha was on tour when this that. happened, right? She was on tour. Yeah, this was at a show in D.C. I believe it was performed it was DC, twice. Yeah. Aretha covered Mariah. She covered Touch My Body. Which is, you know that's One a joke. One of the most, yeah. like, <laughs> random hysterical things, because you are not thinking Aretha Franklin is going to be... Talking about touch my body, uh-huh. throw me on the floor, wrestle me around. Right. Yeah. But I think, number one, Aretha could recognize that it's like a great melodic song. It's a jam. And number two, yeah. that it's so, the lyrics are so ridiculous, uh-huh. but so fun. And Aretha wanted to have some fun. But it's she much. She wanted to yeah. have like, you know, let's have like a little, you know, sexy let's talk. Goof around a little it's bit. It's a yeah. testament to her comedic prowess. Well, you yeah, have to watch the totally video. Is. Yeah, you have to watch the video because she's making like facial expressions. Yeah, like, no, oh my yeah. God. Oh, she's going That's way over the top. She, no, she all like over she, the at once, you know, she does the I will hunt you down and she like does it very like, oh, I will hunt you and like has like her, uh, you know, her hand going back and forth as if she's like got a knife in her hand. Uh huh. And then she's even, um, she does, I forget what lyrics she sings, but she sings them and she just looks like she puts the mic to her chest and just like rolls her eyes. She's like, mm. like she says something around about Mariah. Something. Like Mariah, Mariah's not going to have be having me sing those lyrics. Yeah. And, like skips a few. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of the video, and we don't even have the full performance either. I know. Which is I know. But because the end of the video, the last thing that happens is she goes, you know, all up in my business, like a Wendy interview. And then she just goes, how you doing? And then she just does like the Wendy, like, how you doing? Oh, and she like, looks yeah. directly. I never noticed looks that. Looks directly at the camera. And that's when it cuts off. Oh, it's no like, way. All right, I've been seeing him out. Bye. Well, uh, good old Aretha. She's going to be missed. You know, I'm, I'm sure Mariah's going to miss her horribly. I know. Terribly. It'll be interesting to see uh, in the near future uh, any other sort of uh, accolades that Mariah or respects that Mariah pays. Well, look at how on New Year's Eve when Mariah just performed. After Mariah performed, she threw to um, Ryan Seacrest and said, Aretha would never perform under these conditions. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, still referencing her. (laughs) Exactly. Because Aretha was, she, you know, when she would find someone like Mariah, she would teach them, like, this is it. This is the business. This is how it goes. This is how you take care of your voice. This is how you do things. Because she wanted to share with the new generation. And she was was like, yeah. You know or, what I mean? Or she if was you were Ashanti calling her up and telling her, wash your hands, baby, and get the hell out of here so you don't catch the SARS. 
Uh, what? <laughs> okay, oh, yes, y'all gotta I go. Did. Go <laughs> go look at the Ashanti Instagram post because it is. But I know that we're short on time. But the one thing I do want to just tell everybody to just kind of do is you're exploring Aretha's. First of all, dig it. And the woman had 40, 40 albums, 40 studio albums. That's so a lot. dig in. Yeah. But On a Rose is Still a Rose, do a little bit of research because she did work with some of Mariah's people. JD produced two songs. One of which being a song called Here We Go Again, which Trey co-wrote. Uh-huh. Um, and then also dig, and you won't find this on Spotify or anything, but Aretha did, I don't know how in God's name they got her to do it, but did some dance remixes to actually that song, Here We Go Again, which David Morales produced. And Aretha re-sang her vocals for that. So so she basically got Mariah's crew. She basically, <laughs> like, uh, it, like, I mean, it's like Jermaine, Trey, David, David Morales, yes. come yep. on this way. Yeah, no, it, it's, I mean, and it's just staggering that it's, you know, we are, we are so spoiled with Mariah and these dance remixes. And that's, you know, to me, a remix is that. That's a remix. A remix is a new version of the song with new right, vocals. Right, right. And so to hear Aretha doing that is... When I re- recognized that those were new vocals, I was just, sh- I mean, and she's goofing around too, you know, during the Here We Go Again, she's going, I am pissed. Oh, really? Right, like, and just yeah. saying it like that, and it's just wild. And even, you know, she the other song that she did dance remix and new vocals was A Rose Is Still A Rose, which uh-huh. Lauren Hill wrote. Uh-huh. Um, and the dance remix, she's just goofing around too. And it's just, it, it's very akin to what Mariah used to say, those, you know, mixes were to her. Right. Going she to was the studio with my glass fun. of Pinot Grigio and just, you know, vibe for 10 minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. That was great. Great moments. Yeah. All these little gems little that you things, like, yeah. you would find out about Aretha. That because I mean, tell you, fifty years in the business, uh-huh. you're bound to find something that you've never seen before. No, maybe not you, Andrew. Yeah. No, no, but that's. I mean, there are like, there are things bubbling like up that I've never seen. But then that's me saying it because you're talking about. And there are still things I'm, you know, I'm looking for. She sang at the '69 Academy Awards. I've been looking for that video forever because for whatever reason. You know, Funny Girl was nominated. Aretha sang Funny Girl. Barbara's chilling in the audience. Aretha is singing the nominated uh, song. Uh-huh. And I've Love never, it. like that, I'm I'm putting it out in the universe. I want to see that video it'll, so it'll badly. It'll surface It'll now. come out. It, now yeah. it's right. bound to, right? Yeah, because someone's have. Gonna, someone's got it. So, oh, well, the Academy's got it. They just got to let me come through and say it. And even <laughs> there's all... Just, just me. <laughs> I mean, even that Amazing Grace, you know, Amazing Grace, that, that album, that monumental album was filmed. Sidney Pollock, who played, you know, I would say best way, Sidney Pollock, who played um, Will's dad on Will and Grace, mm-hmm. directed that. And that footage has never come out, but. Well, R.I.P. Aretha. I know. She's going to be missed. Yeah, we can't cover everything in here. So I implore all the listeners to go out. Dig in. Dig in. If you haven't already discovered some of the gems, dig in and find those gems because yeah. there's so much out there for Aretha. And uh, relive those moments with Mariah. And thank you, Andrew. Andrew. And I mean, I, you know. Friend to the show. You're always yes, welcome absolutely. back. Thank you for having me. Of and course. If anybody wants to dig in more on Aretha, come see about me. Because you yes, know that Yes, how can people find you? You're, you're a great writer, especially <laughs> for you. music. If anyone's a big fan of music, you do a lot of great articles and reviews on things. So tell people how they can find you. So I write for um, Established in 1997, EST1997.com. I have recently rejoined the social media world, so you can catch me on the Instagrams and the Twitter. All at, those good things. At Soul Atlantic, which, again, my name is, you know, my handle's inspired by Aretha. Uh-huh. There you um, have it. Yeah, and you'll know it's me because I just got, um, I changed all my, you know, my handles are 
all at Soul Atlantic, but my name is now Aretha Made Me, which is um, on Thursday when she passed away, I went and got Aretha Made Me tattooed on me. Oh, and my first that, tattoo. Oh, hardcore fan there. Yeah, it just, it was mean, the, it was a moment. I was overcome. I didn't. Yeah. It was the only thing that I felt I could do in that moment. So I went and got my first tattoo, and it's Aretha. Monumental, <laughs> monumental yeah, moment. Just. Hmm. All, All right, right guys. guys. Thanks so much for listening. We Good. love, appreciate, and enjoy you. If you want to support the show, you can uh, go to Apple podcasts slash itunes uh-huh. leave us a review we yeah. love those you can also go to patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash the mariah report and pledge as little as a dollar and that supports the show as well and you'll get all kinds of exclusive content plus more talk with andrew yeah with on there. unplugged over there uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's, oh and that's <laughs> yes. a conversation <laughs> yes darling oh, i i came for wigs <laughs> all right, all right guys, bye, guys. Thanks. we will see you soon bye bye, bye. bye.